welcome back to the bookish besties where we talk about books and occasionally their film adaptations we're your co-hosts seher and taya in this week's episode we'll be discussing ruin and rising the third book in the shadow and bone series written by leah bardugo just to let you know this is not a spoiler free podcast so listen at your own risk and with that let's get into the podcast episode so basically this book takes place after siege and storm which we just said and at the end of the book uh, alina got into a fight with the darkling and because of the fight she lost her powers so currently she's in hiding with these religious people in some tunnel that believe that she is their last hope and they just want her to do nothing to gain her strength but alina knows that she doesn't have much time or else a darkling is gonna like find her eventually and do his darkling stuff and while drama happens drama happens and while bagra she comes there and she basically talks about the darkling's backstory and stuff but then she gets murdered by the darkling so she kills mommy herself. issues and oh she kills her yeah, she like <laughs> sacrifices oh well, okay, that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the Darkling, so whatever. <laughs> and then Nikolai turns into some, like, spooky, shadowy bird or something that's just, like, flying around. It's basically, like, a version of the Volcra, at least what I pictured. Yeah, like, a human Volcra thingy, kinda. So then Alina's like, what the heck? You had one job and you turned into a bird? And now she kind of blames herself and yeah. So now their last hope is finding the firebird. And guess what? Mal is the firebird. So then they like fight the darkling and then Mal like dies because he's the firebird. Alina kills the darkling and then Mal comes back to life and happiness, I guess. Um, not really, but that's, that's it. So Tay, I want to give you a review. Okay, this book started off with a bang. It was quite interesting and fast-paced at first, which I liked. Like, obviously, a lot went down in the beginning. When we were doing our review last week on Siege and Storm, I got a lot of the events in the earlier part of Rune and Rising confused. I liked the book because a lot happened throughout it, and I felt like it was it was a very nice last book. However, if we're going to talk about every event of the ending, I hated pretty much everything. Because, <laughs> hear me out, right? I did not like the fact that Alina loses her powers and chooses to stay mortal and then she goes to live with Mal. That's that's like every imaginable thing that could have happened that I wouldn't have wanted to happen happened. So I'm like, mm-mm. Um, but I like surprisingly liked it even though there were all those flaws. Yeah, this was my favorite book out of all the three books. I actually enjoyed the pace and I liked how there was many things going on so I was never bored or anything. And also one thing I really enjoyed about this, let's say for like three quarters of the book, they weren't in contact with the Darkling and they're just kind of doing their own thing. So we got to see a lot of the interactions between like David, Zoya, Jenya, Mal, Alina, just like all of them doing their own things. And I really enjoyed that because it was like they were actually all together and like they're just doing their stuff without the Darkling around. I feel like the ending just confused me because I'm like wait Mal is dead and then I'm like wait why is Mal alive is this like he just came back to life when I expected him to die yeah and I'm like okay I guess (laughs) but yeah (laughs) I don't know I feel like wasn't it um a thing from the very beginning of the book that because wait Grisha they they don't just because she's a sun summoner she's not supposed to die right I mean she can die she will live forever but I mean I'm sure she can die oh okay 
I thought that was something we already knew, that she just lives forever. Yeah, we already knew that. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. The ending just confused me a bit because, like, there's just so many things going on. Okay, so, like, there's a lot of things going on throughout the book, but then the very ending, there's, like, a lot of, lot of things going on. Yeah, the last 20 pages was so quick. I feel like that's also, like, for example, with the death cure, too. The last 20 pages or whatever, a ton of stuff happened, and I felt like that was kind of the same here, except we got the last chapter, which was, like, kind of their resolution, which we didn't really get with the Maze Runner. It was very rushed, but I didn't feel like it was a bad thing. I felt like it was a purposeful choice. Alright, so plot time. A few things. One, I really liked, we got to see more of Nikolai and like his inventions and how he kind of likes to rule things. Okay, one thing, this is also including the show, so we're also talking about the show, because one thing about the Shadow and Bone show is that the Darkling just like threw his name out. He's like, call me Alexander in oh, like episode okay. five. No, that pissed me off so much. I, yeah, I was like, okay, first of all, that happens in Rune and Rising, right? And she only says it when he's like, yeah. dying. So he, that's just like the one thing about him too that's so personal and connected to him. That's like the last thing of when he was a kid basically is his full name Alexander Morozova. So I'm just like really does he have to do that? Yeah I just it threw me off so much when that scene came on. I like I had to yes. rewatch it. I'm like wait a minute did the Darkling just say call me Alexander? Alexander <laughs> But the other Alexander, you know? Yeah. It's just like, that was meant to be some, like... Personal thing. Personal, like, big plot twist. And they just, like, showed it in episode 5. Like, now what are they gonna show when the Darkling dies? Because, like, now Alina saying Alexander when the Darkling dies is not gonna have the same impact or anything, right? So I'm like, dang, there's no point in doing that. Yeah. Maybe he has another name. And, like... This is funny because they never even use like the name Darkling at all in the show. I know. Like Mal calls like him the Darkling like Shadow, Shadow Man. Man. Sounds like some superhero or something. He calls him Shadow Man. <laughs> or like a Powerpuff Girl. Oh my god. I don't know. It was so funny. Um, one event that I I think we have to address is Mr. I Am Become a Blade. <laughs> oh gosh. Because first of all, we already knew Mao was like unstable in last book. But did you know they actually sell I Am Become a Blade shirts you can buy with your money and you can wear that <laughs> in public. Okay, I'd wear that ironically though. <laughs> okay, well we might have to get one. Like not seriously. We might have to get one. Like what does that even mean though? And it's so funny because because Alina would talk about it so seriously. I'm like, how can you take that seriously, Alina? I know. I would have been, like, laughing. That's not a red flag, but that's, like, a warm yellow or orange at that point. Because, like, it's definitely a flag. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a flag. Yeah. I mean, like, if I met someone and they just, like, had time to become a blade, I'd run because, oh no, that sounds like some cult or something, to be honest. Oh my god, could you imagine Mal leading a cult? No. I could. Really? He's gonna lead a tracker cult? Yeah, all of them learn how to hunt impossible things, and the only way is that he's actually the amplifier, and he's like, ha, joke's on you, and everyone's <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like a game of tag or something. Hunt down the amplifier, but I am the amplifier. I kind of felt like, did I miss something? Like, why is Mel, how, why, where, you know? Yeah. Like, when did this happen, Mel? First you became a blade and now you became the firebird? Yeah, he's just like, trying too much at this point. Like, stop. Like, stop trying to be so quirky, Mel. <laughs> he's like, 
we get I'm it. Not like not like other, other trackers. Other trackers. I mean, he is in fact the best tracker, but yes. Yeah, he is. But I don't really understand. Like, I feel like that part of his character, I guess, do you want to move into character? What I was going to say about Mal and his character is I feel like the part where it's so talked about that he's such a good tracker, you know, he can, what is it, find brocks and rabbits thing. (laughs) I don't remember. But it's like so focused that he has this ability. And then when it comes to like how he found this out and how he became a good tracker and all the work, because he isn't just gifted. He had to put work into becoming a good tracker, right? It's just so overlooked. And because I know he isn't the main character, but he's a pretty prominent character throughout that. I felt like it would have been more interesting if we got to learn more about him and how he would have like learned to become a tracker and what drove him to do that. Because we don't really know too much about the things that motivate him. We know that is always there for Alina, right? Well, sort of, not really, but in the show, right? And I feel like the fact that it's not really explored, like, why he became a tracker and, like, just to see deeper into that, you know? Yeah. Is it a coincidence that the Sun Summoner and the Firebird were both in the same orphanage? Yes. Like, whoever their parents are, there was, like, something going on there. There was, And they, they definitely planned this out. Yeah. Because it's not a coincidence that you have the sun summoner and then have an amplifier with them like that was definitely on purpose so that the sun summoner could use the amplifier yeah which like honestly i feel like if i were their parents that's not really the smartest thing to do because if they don't know the full extent of their powers and the darkling finds them he can literally use them both i mean not exactly because the darkling literally had the amplifier so many times he literally had a grasp on mal and had him in custody so many times and he was never able to find out that it was mal yeah only lena was eventually so it didn't really work out for the darkling because he was literally just telling the firebird to track down the firebird like bozo what did you expect but okay wasn't that because mal was a descendant related to the darkling because um bagra's sister her dad had the amplifier and he put it inside people and that's how mal so i think mal is a descendant they basically just pulled um we're gonna cut all that out, but I will say I just spoiled another series for Seher. My bad. Yeah, thanks a lot, Taya. It's the same series over and over again. Might as well know the whole plot by now. Um, let's see, who else? Alina. Alina. How is Alina's character? Because I feel like she's obviously the main character, so we get some good character yes. development. So we got to see in last book, she really just didn't trust the Darkling anymore, which good for her. Um, at the beginning of last book, the end of the first book, really. So I feel like in this book, she became stronger as well as like strong-willed because of the fact that in the beginning, she didn't have her powers. And for the last, like, however much time between the first and the second book, however much time that was, her power really became her identity. And so like without that, without being the Sun Summoner and having like all these abilities, she kind of had to learn who she was as a person. And I think that also kind of like helped her make her choice at the end of like losing all her powers because she felt like that wasn't really a crucial part of her anymore because her being a sun summoner was short-lived you know yeah i mean like she like stopped the darkling and everything there's not really much point to her being a sun summoner when the darkling doesn't exist because the fold is gone so yeah but i do feel like similarly to nikolai's character where like once his brother died he had to become more responsible more attention towards like his duty 
duty as king and like be more serious it's kind of similar to Alina because like more and more throughout the series she has to put more attention away from other things going on her on her life and instead of like focusing on those things she needs to put on that focus on being a sun summoner and stopping the darkling so yeah I also feel like when she was the sun summoner she almost became like a different person because she had to be and had to like focus on different things anywho I also want to mention with Nikolai is that at the end of this book too when he had to make that decision to like banish his mother and father from the kingdom essentially and send them away Nikolai kind of really grew through that and throughout the story yeah definitely I liked seeing Zoya's and Alina's relationship evolve throughout the book because they did start off as like rivals and now they're friends so wow like okay I was saying this thing like for people that like ship Zoya and Alina they'll be like calling them like enemies to lovers and then like someone was complaining about it because they're not enemies they're rivals which is different from enemies like the Darkling and Alina are enemies like she didn't really pose a threat she was just like not liked by Alina Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm we're kind of dead for this episode. Also, okay, one thing about having a podcast I have to mention is it is probably the most I have I talk <laughs> when I record. I I do not talk this much. Yeah. I, I mean, really we have to talk. Like, like people are going to listen to it. We can't just be silent, you I know? know. But like it's kind of strange too just to have to put everything into words and have yeah. to No, I feel like I okay, I'm like happy that we're doing this podcast together because I can't imagine like talking to myself like <laughs> about these books. Yeah. Like, no, like, I'm one of the most entertaining people I know, and I will talk to myself, but it's just like... What? We will say there was one book in particular that we will be covering in next season. <laughs> it's funny because we've, like, mentioned this one book in particular, like, ten times already. You will find out. It's gonna... We're actually... I have a schedule. We have, like, an Easter egg in our podcast, actually, about what this book is. July 7th is when that episode will be coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it's a, it's a long time from now, but because we are going to be very excited. I hope everyone listens. Um, I also want to mention the Darkling and the fact that he, you know, we obviously know he craves power. And I feel like we got to see that a lot in the second book because obviously he was kind of, he's kind of weird in the first book. Like he wasn't really that present. At least he was in the end. But in the beginning when she was training at the little palace, he just kind of showed up, you know? I mean, yeah, because he was manipulating her and she obviously didn't know about any of this but yeah he was the same throughout all the books he was craving power yeah it's just more noticeable because it was from her perspective and she was being manipulated in the first book and whenever he was present it was actually more noticeable because he was literally just right there being like ooh power yummy yeah but I definitely feel like in this book we got we got to see I mean okay in every book right but in this one we also got to see more examples of how he wants power yeah and I also feel like because we got his backstory and because like calling him like Alexander like right before he died, Alexander Hamilton, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to keep on doing that. <laughs> but like it just like humanified him. Humanized him. Humanized. <laughs> humanified. 
<laughs> casting a spell or something. <laughs> yeah, they just humanized him, like, right before, and then they killed him. But, yeah, yeah fun stuff. <laughs> oh, no, you know what's sad? We've addressed this in the first episode, but how oh, many gosh. people ship Darklina? And there are, like, so many, so many things on Wattpad and stuff, but I understand if you think, oh, but they both have power and stuff like that. You have to realize their power is an indifference, and their relationship is super toxic. And the people who ship them, not just because they think that they'd be cute together, but, like, actually ships them, not because it's something funny that people on the internet are doing, but people who actually ship them. You have a problem. And I cannot justify that, because their relationship is so drastically unhealthy that it doesn't make any sense why you would do okay, that. Okay, I just, I, okay, I can kind of, like, a little under, like, a little bit understand from the point of view of someone who has only watched the show. Yeah, because definitely. Because in this show, they've, like, they really humanized the Darkling. So, it, that's something that doesn't happen in the book. So, it seems like it's a lot more likely for him to, like, not be as evil later in the series going on. Mm-hmm. And because they were, like, low-key lovers. And then it kind of seems like it's a possible thing for them to be enemies to lovers. But still, like, why? Like, the Darkling took advantage of her is a pedo. Like, that doesn't change no matter, like, where you're coming from. Going back to his age is that he's, like, centuries. He's really, really old. And with all those years of experience and manipulating and being such a horrible person as he is, he can become anyone he wants to be. So he can become, or the person that Alina wants to see in him. He can become that young boy or whatever that's, like, Alexander. He can become Alexander if he wants to. But he is the Darkling. He's done horrible things, and he will continue to do horrible things, and I think that that can't be overlooked. Yeah, I mean, if he's been alive for centuries, it's not like he's just gonna change because of Alina. This is- that- that trope is so weird, where people just, like, expect, like, the love interest to, like, that's, like, evil to be changed because of, like, the main character. Like, shut up. Like, that is so unhealthy and toxic, and it's definitely, like, an unhealthy thing, because that's something that people take back into, like, their- actual reality and that's a very toxic thing because you're not responsible for someone else like you can't just fix people and it's not your responsibility to do so so it's weird when people act like it's a trope especially that's a trope that plays into dark lena I feel like this whole episode has just been, like, Mal and Darkling slander. I mean, I'm not complaining, but, like, yeah. Some of the things that the Darkling says also should be an immediate red flag. Like, do do people not see that? Okay, moving on. Okay, one thing I have to say, this is really random, but I do not like Goodreads. You want to know why? They don't tell you what page number the quotes are on, and I understand it's different for each copy, but I was literally in middle school trying to do my IRP. I looked through a whole book three times just to find this one quote because I didn't know which page it was on. Oh yeah, that's annoying. If it's on Goodreads, then it's usually like a common or like iconic like quote, so I'll just like look up that quote and then the page number will come up, but like yeah. Why are you not going to give the quote? Okay, so the first quote, the top quote is, you know what's sad, is the highest voted one besides Jenya is, I will strip you away all that you know, all that you love, until you have no shelter but mine. Really, is th- why do people like this? <laughs> Hashtag inspirational. Oh my god. <laughs> and then there's, I'm the sun summoner. It gets dark when I say it does. Okay, Alina's really snarky. Dun, dun, dun. The darkling second that. <laughs> 
Alina's really kind of snarky in the series versus in the show. I, she's funny, but she's not like, you know. The Darkling just sucks, honestly. And you cannot debate that. Why would you ship Darkling if the Darkling sucks? Because Alina deserves better than that. Like, I could just like rant for a while on why Darklina is like the worst ship. What, what would, would you, you do? Okay. What would you do if you were Lena and you found that Mal was a knife? Uh, I'd shake the Darkling with him. Interesting choice. Then you would have also given him the Firebird, though. Mmm, no. From what a Darkling knows is that he has some random kid that has I am to become a blade on his back. I just feel like the Darkling's a boomer. Like, is this what kids these days are into? <laughs> Getting chatches, which I have become a blade. No, what would I seriously do? I be like Mal. I left you unsupervised for like five minutes, and you came back with a tattoo that says it's not even proper grammar either. Mal, what is this? (laughs) You're like I can't leave you anywhere. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I'd be disappointed at the very least and would probably laugh and then cry later on and then make a speech, make an example out of him and his behavior. I'd probably make fun out of him. Yeah, me too. I just like keep on making fun out of him and be like, ha. Like if you're ever gonna get a tattoo, just don't make it as big and obnoxious as that. It's just so funny. When I was reading that too, I was like giggling so much because I was like, oh my god. No, yeah, it was what even made it funnier is that a Lena kept on like referring to it as like something that was so serious throughout the book like she was taking it seriously like and that just made it funnier okay what would you do let's replace mal with me because i'm a lot better than mal and let's um say <laughs> and let's say that you find out you're alina i guess so you're a sun summoner let's say i'm mouse kind of so like i'm the firebird and you find out you realize that you have to kill me in order to use me also side question why was it that alina didn't have to kill the stag to get the powers from the stag but it's that alina had to kill the firebird to get the powers um alina didn't get the powers um of the stag the darkling did because he killed the stag but because it's an amplifier and they put it on her he could still use her through her powers through the amplifier um so that's kind of how that worked i'm not really sure on grisha's science but Uh, because it kind of just seemed like when i was reading it it kind of just felt like something that was like oh i didn't kill just as like you uh you killed the stag i let it live so i was being merciful and basically it chose me in a way which means I actually have the powers just as much as you do. And I mean, I was just confused why the same logic didn't work for the Firebird because the Firebird is literally your friend, but whatever. Yeah, if you've read King of Scars, there's a little bit more explanation into there, which personally, I do not like what they did with the amplifiers and all that in the King of Scars because why would you disobey that your own laws of your world, you know? But for the most part, I think it's because it was... Th- also, she took a bit of his power, remember? So something about their powers mixed, etc. I mean, she still had an amplifier. It just wasn't hers completely. Like, if you put an amplifier on, on someone and you killed them, I feel like you would still get their power, but they would also get power. Just not as much. I mean, why would you put an amplifier on someone if you're going to kill them? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Answer the question now. 
Okay, if it was you, see, why you gotta make it hard? If it was Mal, I would just would have taken the amplifier. But yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I can't say it's Mal. I know, I know. But if it was you, well, I can't say that I would have killed you to take the amplifier. So, um. I'd probably let you kill me. What? Like, w I did not just spend, like, these last months just tracking down the firebird for me to be the firebird and for you to just not kill me. I mean, true. Like, Bozo, you have to kill me now. I mean, I wouldn't want to kill you. I just, I'd probably try and find another way. To be honest, I don't really want to be Alina or be in her position. Just, like, too much responsibility. No one wants to I be. I just But hide. Bozo, what would you do yeah. it for? <laughs> I'd just run away and hide. <laughs> oh. Well... Good luck, since you just kind of gave up the firebird, and now the Darkling consumed the world with shadows. It's okay, the Darkling isn't gonna find me. Well, he might. He's gonna find you, Taya. He's found you, like, ten other times already. And your husband turned into, like, a freaking bird, so... Touché. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would I do? So, like, for me, I'd sacrifice myself. Like, if it were you... I wouldn't want to kill you, unless you say so, but I wouldn't want to kill you. <laughs> Literally, I don't know. Wait, I have a question. What if the amplifier person, like, killed themselves? Would they get the power and would they, like, resurrect? <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> That's so no, literally, Mal did resurrect. I'm not really sure how he resurrected. I'm pretty sure Jenya, David, and Zoya figured something out. But, like, I'm not exactly sure how that worked out. I just remember he, like, came back to life. And I'm like, guys, why would you do that? But whatever. No, if, if yeah, I just, I wouldn't want to kill you. And I probably wouldn't. But, like, if it was, like, really needed... Like, if we had no other dark options, like, the Darkling was already here, he's about to kill me, or, like, you know, whatever, or he's- Are you justifying murdering me right now? Yeah. Why are you offended? This is preposterous. This is- I'm allowed to be a little offended. Okay, this is, like, a very odd situation, so don't take it so personal. <laughs> You know, I can understand why Mal tattooed his back, jeez. Yeah, and you have an I have to become a blade tattoo on your back because you're in Mal's place, so like, more reasons, I guess. Okay, but like, when he's old, what's gonna happen to it? Is it just gonna like- It's gonna wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> no! But like, no, seriously, would I kill you? No. No, mm. will leave that at oh. a maybe. It's a soft yeah, no. Only you know? if it's like the like it's the only option left. Then okay, what would you do if you were Lena and the Darkling asked you to call him by his real name, Alexander? Call me. I start posing like that one guy, and I start singing, and the Darkling can just stand there awkwardly. <laughs> being like is this what kids are into these days well he's dying so he's laying there i feel like alexander he's like call me alexander i feel like i just feel like so that's what your name is that is actually what she said she's like it's so common <laughs> i was like okay you were trying to act like yeah <laughs> the darkling acts like those people that have like they'll be like oh i can't tell you my middle name it's so embarrassing and then i'll be like the most common name ever <laughs> are you calling me out right now mm, yeah yeah i am you're basically the darkling Taya. <laughs> the darkling is basically you you guys are like the same person 
I expect you to tell me your middle name. My middle name. name. You don't even have a middle name, okay? So you don't have a leg to stand on here. Yeah, that's why I don't understand you people. What? what, What's the big deal? Okay, if the Darkling asked me to call him Alexander, I would laugh in his face and probably continue to call him the Darkling and like just out of spite to be honest. Literally, if you have nothing, people, if you have nothing left in your life, live out of spite because it is one of the best motivators, yes? Like, and what's with that spelling, Alexander? Why is it spelled like that? Like, my gosh. Yeah, it's with a K. No wonder he's embarrassed about his name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The episode has just turned into Darkling Slander and Mal Slander. Honestly, let's do some more Darkling Slander. I am kind of disappointed that they haven't described him as, like, slinking away or, like, scuttling away because i could totally imagine him doing that (laughs) i just imagine him like crawling on all fours like really fast (laughs) darkling is a horse boy confirmed (laughs) wait no crawling on all fours um well that just sounds scandalous Taya, stop. We're slandering him. This is slander time. This is supposed to be PG. I'm gonna have to mark the explicit thing when I post this next episode. People are gonna be concerned. They'll be like, why? Why is this explicit? No, we're just slandering the Darkling. Darkling is explicit, to be honest. Not just the Darkling. Okay, I noticed this with like any psychotic, powerful leader that we have read about or seen etc. It's their followers that are concerning. These people, these leaders, whatever, they're just bad people. They do not, they're not good. They're not kind. They're just not nice people. Why would you follow them? That is my question. And also the people that they do, they're giving these leaders essentially power and it's kind of disheartening, you know? Um, I mean, I haven't read King of Scars, so I don't exactly know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you expect, though? Like, he was able to so easily, like, manipulate Alina until, like, he literally just straight up told her, like, what was going on. Alina, unlike the other Grisha, has actually lived her life as, like, a common Ravkin, I guess. That was a a soldier in, I forget which army, but in an army. Like, unlike all these other people that are just, like, they're accustomed, especially since the Darkling's, like, the strongest person, like, accustomed to his beliefs and, like, whatever he says. Well, we should wrap this up because I need to go. I'm gonna go in three minutes, but I'd like to end this off with the Darkling is um, the Whiteling. He is a boomer. He is a horse boy. What else we have to say about him? He is an annoying buffoon. I feel like he's just stale too. Yeah, he's stale. Like, there's no crunch to him. He's like expired. He is very expired. Like, very past you. More expired than that chocolate yeah, we That's ate. saying something. Very past you, his date. He has an embarrassing name, and I will keep on bullying him for it. Like, why is it spelled with a K? He's just, he's like those people who, like, you know, all the variations of those, like, really common names yeah like to make them quirky they'll just like add like random or adding like random x's into the name to make it seem quirky the darkling is no fun the darkling is a party pooper he's stale but he somehow manages to be crustier than the paper towels that are sealed on the bathroom ceiling at school the darkling probably smells like axe body spray i i think i'm gonna end it on that the darkling just sucks yeah, yeah, enough Darkling slander. Um, thank you for joining us on this episode of Bookish Besties, where we talked about Ruin and Rising by Leah Bardugo, the third book in the and last book in the Shadow and Bone series. <laughs> 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 so 
hours I need to finish. Um, uh, stay in contact with us on our social medias on the bookish besties underscore on Instagram and on bookish besties on TikTok. Uh, have a nice day. Bye bye. Thank you.